Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Behind the Group podcast. I am DJ Keel. And I am Basil Barrington, and we are back with another film review. Today, we took a look at The Day the Earth Stood Still. This is a 1951 film. This isn't like the, the, the latest and the greatest one. This is from 1951. Yeah, and, the, um, the remake with Keanu, that was that was not good. <laughs> but you know what? You can tell, like, it had a lot of, I mean, they they kept it, like, kind of the same as yeah, the yeah, 1951 version. It's got the, they got the, they follow the formula from the original, but I don't know. It's just something about it. it, it I don't know. There's something that was off about it. I couldn't put my finger on it. Like, I didn't enjoy it. This one I enjoyed. I enjoyed yeah. this a lot. This was uh, it's crazy. The, this film was like completely filmed in uh, DC, as you can see here. Like it says, uh, I was filmed mm-hmm. at the Eclipse, the National Mall, the whole nine. Right? I just wanted to show right, you this. You can tell. Right? Yeah, this is <laughs> like uh, 1951. This movie was made in 1951. The budget for mm-hmm. this film in 1951 was 1. 1.2 million dollars. That's crazy. That is crazy. But like, there's a, there's a lot of extras. There was, there was a lot to this movie. It wasn't like a simple just people talking in a room or whatever. Like, there's a lot. They had car chases. They yeah. had shootouts. They, there's mm-hmm. a lot of action going on. And there's a lot of, like, they're in high-profile areas in D.C. or whatever. So yeah. they're on location. Yeah. It, it was a great movie. It was, it was a really good movie. This this was, this was movie here was a complete surprise. Uh, doing some research on this movie. There was another movie, uh, another sci-fi movie before this movie. It's called Just Imagine from 1930. That was the first big-budget sci-fi film. That was like mm-hmm. $1.1 million or something like that in 1930, right? Which is crazy. And then, <laughs> right, 51, this was the second. Now, this film here is considered the most, in, uh, the most influential sci-fi mm-hmm. movie, period. So a lot of stuff was made from this or, you know, off of this here. And that's really how the movie we reviewed last week, um, what yeah, was it, The, the Time cool. Travelers, it was actually, it came from this here. So, yeah, I had a really good time watching this, man. There was no action, like not a lot of action in this. This was just... Yeah, well, they had the car chase. Right? That was about it. Like, <laughs> that was about it, right? And then also, uh, what's the robot's name? Gork or Gok? yeah. Gork. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gort. Gort. Yeah, Gort. And he was just like using his laser beam, like, you know, just <laughs> getting rid of people. That, and That design language is on everything. Like X-Men, like you name it. Everything's built yeah. around that metal robot thing. Exactly. There's a lot of stuff going on. There is like the, the uh, in, in terms of like the um, the robot, there was mm-hmm. an Easter egg with the robot though. <laughs> <laughs> This robot had on the biggest diaper in the history of mankind, yo. <laughs> I was like, where did he get this Depends from? This one is like, like I don't know, like uh, a zillion X, X large. And I was just like, wow, this, this was so crazy. He's supposed to be, what, eight crazy. feet tall? They said he was eight, uh, eight feet, ten feet tall. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. And it's just like, okay, wow, this is crazy, man. There wasn't a lot of stuff going on in this movie. You know, yeah, it was more thought provoking and like character driven, which is good. Like you, you you Mm -hmm. see the deficit when you watch current movies where there's no real plot or no character development. Like you, you like the like the mother, you know, like you're like "Eh, I don't know what she's gonna be during the movie. Like she's kind of boring, whatever, and she turns out to be super vital to the survival of the Earth. Like 
She saved Dude. the day. She almost fainted I mean, though, but she saved the day. She, <laughs> I mean, she got the, road, the robot <laughs> picked her up, brought her into the facility, the spaceship. You know, the the spaceship looked like some sort of a like bottle cap or something, didn't it? I was like, oh my goodness, this thing right here is yeah, like, so all, crazy. All this stuff was like the the future designs for all future spaceships, like mm-hmm. you know, the rooms, the slide doors, all that stuff. It kind of brought it into a lot of movies and TV shows, just it from really the design thing. Even the the lights. Mm-hmm. Like do it. Think about like the their controls was just like he waved his hand. Waving, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And like how many things now have some kind of like a minority report? Like they got the yeah. hand waving thing too. Like yeah, just haptic. little mm-hmm. little bits of stuff makes it way down to current movies, and you don't even realize where it came from. I don't know. I don't know exactly if it came from this, but I'm just saying like the older stuff. There's so many gems in there. For yeah. creativity and stuff we didn't even think about yet. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. That's why really I like is. watching old movies. Yeah. You know, they were saying that um, so movies like this started to be made um after uh the Soviet Union tested the A bomb, right? Yeah. But well, it's another movie about nuclears. <laughs> right, but but here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, uh, Americans started making movies like this after the Russians or the Soviet Union tested the A-bomb. This yeah. is after the Second World War. So America had already dropped two A-bombs on Japan, <laughs> and no one went crazy. But as soon as yeah, like, the yeah. Soviet Union dropped the bomb, you know, they, or tested the bomb, they're like, oh, we got to start making movies about this. We have to create yeah, we gotta, art about we gotta this. Yeah, we got to stop this aggression here. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm just like, really? Okay. And the other thing about this movie... um, it was kind of based on, uh, there was a lot of uh, politics, society, mm-hmm. warmongering, fear and stupidity, you know, just, and then you fast forward today, what do we have? Politics, society, yeah, warmongering, <laughs> you know, um, fear and stupidity. And, the, and mm-hmm. one of the really interesting things about this film is if you looked mm-hmm. at how the media reported this, right, in this film, right? Yeah, they're hyping this up to go get, get this guy what with do no we information. Do now? What do we do now? <laughs> same thing. The same, same thing. thing. Everything's same. Now, it's wild how little has changed. Like, you think about it like this. <clears throat> the huge aspect of this movie was Klaatu was trying to get all the world leaders together to mm-hmm. send his message like, hey, y'all need to chill <laughs> right now or else yeah. it's going to be a problem for you. Mm-hmm. And then nobody could get together. And we're at the same point today where if all the world leaders got together to do like to stop what they're doing, they couldn't do it. Wouldn't happen. Yeah. They they couldn't <laughs> even get even together at the UN. Yeah. They were like all yeah, nations can be they, there, you know. I don't think they would meet if it came down to it. I don't think they would mm-hmm. meet. I don't think anything's changed, which is fascinating. Yeah. You know what else was fascinating about this film? So we just talked about the media aspect of this film, how the media was like, you know, just plugging this thing up. You know, and the other cool thing about the media, you know, in this film was some of the media guys, they wore hats, they smoked cigarettes on camera, the whole nine, Mm -hmm. right? They were just doing their thing, right? But the similarity with this, how the media was plugging this unknown spaceship um, in this movie, and think about how the media was pumping, um, you know, these, you know, balloons, that was just same flying thing. over America and Canada, right? Same thing, same it's thing. It's the same thing, right? Hyping it up, creating right. hysteria. Exactly. Don't Let's not find out what it is. Let's just destroy mm-hmm. it with our weapons, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, so what's the difference between what happened in 1951 with this movie 
and how everything is just still popping today. You know, yeah. Yeah, not a lot. That's why I think these kind of classic movies, they're they're a good character study for where humanity is because, you know, we look back at it like, oh, this primitive, whatever, but like they, they're not, not a lot has changed from the mentality from the people there. Like this, this thing comes down to earth, everyone's panicked, no one, everyone's ready to shoot at a moment's notice. They don't even know what it is. Like he was coming to bring the something to communicate. Was it communication, or he he was uh, allowed you to see what was going on around the other planets. That's the, yeah. that was the thing was in his hand, and mm. uh, it, it was a gift to uh, the president. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was a gift to them to hey, like, mm. let me introduce you to the other planets. It kind of reminds me of Star Trek when they like, get into the they get into the Federation. They mm. have to deal with planets that are like they're not right. ready mm. yet. And yeah, you gotta know, get the prime directive, whatever. But like, yo, they they got the plants they're not ready yet. You gotta treat them like they're still cavemen, still basically mm-hmm. they don't have the faster than light travel. And it's the same thing here. They're it's looking the at Earth thing. like you're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got baby steps. We just come here to talk, and then you can shoot you out the sky. Like the first first things first. This it's it's very interesting. I I put it like that. It's very interesting. This is one of those thought provoking movies. Where you know you, you turn it off and you can be like, "What's going on with the Earth? <laughs> What's happening here?" You know, <laughs> that that's a very good point because you know the alien, uh, what's his name, uh, Klaatu? Klaatu, Klaatu, yeah, Klaatu, yeah. So he, the first thing he said was, "You know, I'm not here to you know harm you or whatever. You know, I'm 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 here to mm-hmm. you know just be friends. You know." And the first thing, like you said, like he just pulls out something. It sort of looks like a weapon. You never know. This is an alien, right? But the first thing they yeah. do is like shoot. You know, it's just like, well, shoot first, ask questions later. And then when a the guy is like laying there from the gunshot wound, again, this mm-hmm. is an alien from a different planet. Everyone circles around him, touch him, stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> this guy could have some sort of a weird, you know, virus or something mm-hmm. on his body that. You know, only he can like, you know, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it was just weird how they just came around him and started touching him. They shot him. They shot this mm-hmm. guy like a couple times too. Yeah, he shot him like thirty times he got. He was just like it's you just know, like oh, wow. There's another thing that I think is interesting is that you know, back in the day, like the old fifties, sixties, those kind of movies, when they dealt with aliens, mm-hmm. aliens are humanoid. And today, when there's a movie about aliens or a TV show, whatever, they're all bugs. There's yeah. no human-esque aliens anymore. They're all some kind of bug thing. Mm-hmm. And I think mentally, people are okay shooting the aliens that look like bugs or, you know, annihilating them or whatever, get rid of them. They're fine mm-hmm. with that, like Starship Troopers or whatever. Uh, but, like, when it's like a humanoid thing, then people start feeling more it's more like us kind of thing mm-hmm. mentally and they yeah. have a harder time fighting it. If it was like more, if they looked like us, they had two arms, two legs, whatever. Yeah. If you think about it, even mm-hmm. um, independence day, this, you name a movie that's mm-hmm. got some kind of alien thing. They're all some form of bug thing. It's some kind of insect thing. And we, like mentally people are okay. Like, I shoot them out. That's fine. Like there's bugs mentally. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. There's something, that this gone on in Hollywood, they're like they can't be humans or look like us, or like they got to be like you know like a little green man kind of thing, like yeah. ET mm-hmm. whatever. But mm-hmm. it can't look like a regular human. 
Like that's out of the realm of possibility. That the bug alien could look like us outside of like Avatar, I guess. Do you They're think? Blue, so I don't really count that. Do you think that may have something to do with costs? You know, just like bringing all these humans, you know, maybe a bit more expensive than like just creating like some CGI, you know, alien bugs or something like that. Well. I think too, they probably want to make them menacing. So, because like if it's like a gross looking alien thing, like, you know, predator or aliens, whatever, like, yeah. uh, like the xenomorph, it's mm-hmm. like scary and, you know, like it adds more suspense to then just an alien that looks kind of like you. Like, Clatus looks like a human. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. say like, so you could distinguish him from anybody else or uh, even. Well, I say invasion of bystanders. That's more like a bug or something kind of. Yeah, it's like yeah. an insect mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like as far as I can remember, like I would say, like in, in recent days, there's no aliens that look human. They're all insect-like or bug-like kind of thing, right? Yeah, even in um, the original War of the Worlds, they were just like spaceship aliens. You know, it was just like you're right. Yeah, you like didn't really that. see mm-hmm. what they look like, but they were like the tripod ships, and they right. really look mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. yeah. Now <laughs> you know what the other thing. So his power, he showed his power to all these professors, right? And so mm-hmm. his power was to turn off the entire world's electricity grid, except. Hospitals yeah, airplanes and planes and that were in flight, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, who it's thought clever. of that? Who <laughs> thought of that? Just like, well, we don't want hospitals yeah. to go down, and we don't want planes in mid-flight mm-hmm. to go down. So everything else. What I thought was interesting about that was, you know, this is like everything connected to the grid, right? Mm-hmm. However, even car batteries went dead. Yeah, because that's incredible when you think about it, like that kind of yeah. power. That's right. insane. Around the world. Car and batteries. The thing that was clever was you like the nobody can die from it and you need to get everybody's attention. So you just took mm-hmm. the power away. Which is that's a clever way of like because you know, you gotta explain the title too. It did, right. Mm-hmm. It's a clever way to get everybody's attention. And it did. And show your power. Freaking yeah. out. Naturally that's so. Cool. Mm-hmm. This movie, um this movie is uh in the um National Film Registry, so it's on a national registry yeah it's a movie you need to watch it's sure. a it's a serious movie and the reason why i was looking for it and i was like oh you, it's, everyone has it but you have to pay for it and i can see mm-hmm. why now you know because it's one of those films you know it's it's one of those films like i said this film this film really started everything when it comes to sci-fi i i, I don't know about mm-hmm. just imagine i was looking for that i can't find that anywhere mm-hmm. um but you know, right after this movie, um, a few years later was a few few years later. I mean, like maybe two or three years. Then um, the War of the Worlds, uh, the War of the Worlds came out. So it was just like, yeah, wow, the HG Wells, okay. yeah, yeah. It's just like, yo, I like how these joints were stylized too. You know, just um, the mm-hmm. black and white. It's got you a, know? it's got like film noir vibe to it. Like yeah, when he walked mm-hmm. into the house, and he's in black and white. The shadows was like, that's mm-hmm. kind of dope. Like visually, I just look at everything like this is, this is kind of dope. I like it. Yeah. I like now style. this film was remastered the audio, and they do have it mm-hmm. in color too. But a lot of these like films from the '30s, '40s, and '50s, audio was in mono. Yeah, yeah it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not you know, good. it's just a model. You know, so it's just like so. I guess mm-hmm. the the magic with today's technology, you know, spits it out in stereo. But this was mm-hmm. um, I mean, again, there wasn't a lot going on. I was really surprised that. 
there wasn't a like a lot of sort of action in this film. However, the plot mm. and the storyline moved along, and I was like, wow, this is a really smart film, right? Yeah, I like character-driven movies. Like, they're, yeah. you know, really thought-provoking stuff, mm -hmm. or rather than just... That, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I do like a Fast and the Furious, just dumb movies or it's popcorn yeah. or whatever, but mm -hmm. it's nice to watch a movie that doesn't rely on this action to get you to keep watching. Like, you're yeah. watching because it's interesting. You want to know what the hell's going to happen next. And it's good storyline. People out there, they're talking like real people. Now, like crazy people saying ridiculous lines like Joss Whedon, like no one talks like that. Like, right. so it's, it's cool. <laughs> I like this stuff, man. I really do. I like it too, man. <laughs> this is, we're talking about the day the earth stood still, a 1951 film. Um, mm. Do you want to rate this? What are you going to give this rate, uh, film a rating? I, I give this an 8.5. That was mm, solid. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Absolutely. I am. I think, you know what? I'm also going to give this an 8.5. These, um, okay, so mm -hmm. we watched two old school films. Mm -hmm. I'm completely amazed at the quality of pro the, the, the production quality. Well, in, in the you, 30s you and be, 40s and 50s. Yeah, well, you need to be not more like thoughtful about what you're filming because you don't have a limited budget and you can't fill yeah. it in with CGI later on. Right. Or you can't just reshoot it because, mm -hmm. you know, these other actors are in, they're doing theater or something like that. You can't get them again. So you exactly. got everything that you get on this shoot. That's what you get. So yeah. you know you really have to be more thought provoked, the thought thoughtful about what it is you're trying to film, what you want to put on screen, and you know they weren't even editing this thing on a computer. Right? You could easily flip things around. They're not a big deal. Like, no, it was like cutting tape. film. Yeah, they were cutting yeah. film, dude. Yeah, they're cutting film and gluing it together to make this thing work. So you have to, you really have to figure out what you're doing out first. And yeah, it's you could tell that older movies like they, they they you have to make it interesting just because of the quality otherwise you, no one's gonna sit through your movie <laughs> you can't do quick jump cuts you have to be exactly you have to be real precise in what you're trying to do and pre, and the dialogue has to be solid the acting has to be good and you you're it has to be on point you can't benefit from we're gonna come back and do some pickups six months later Right. Everyone, grow your beard out again, and we're gonna find the same outfit. Like, you can't do that. Or they even superimposing people's faces on stuff now. Like, this is where yeah. we're at. <laughs> Making yeah. people lazy. Yeah, it really is, man. Well, uh, the day the Earth stood still, 1951. We both gave it an 8.5. This is an excellent film. Um, we had I, we both rented the film, so you probably have to rent it. I don't know if you have like Roku yeah, you're gonna have to rent or it. <laughs> Amazon. You're gonna have suck to it rent up this and film. support good films. Yeah, three ninety nine. It's uh, it's not bad. <laughs> well, there you have it. Another episode of the Behind the Groove podcast. I am Basil Barrington. I am DJ Keel. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And until next time, peace. All right.